gentlemen welcome back to another exciting episode of pro wrestling uncut i am your host cole dawson fresh back from my vacation i got to kick back in the spa and enjoy the wonderful cookings of my sister candace Lorray and uh, her husband johnny gargano uh enjoy they joined us for a wonderful fourth of july fireworks spectacular put on by myself uh, Idaho is like a different country than Southern California, and so uh, I am getting back to work today and whatnot, but that's just depressing, so let's get back to real life. <laughs> <laughs> With me, my co-host, DJ Barbecue Charles. How are you, sir? I'm doing wonderful. We had a great 4th of July. Uh, we did not get to see fireworks uh, this year, other than the ones that I watched on TV, but it was a relaxing. We grilled. Yeah, now see, here in uh, Southern California, fireworks, for the most part, I think in my county, are illegal. Uh, even the ground box ones are illegal, so we get, like, sparklers and whatnot, and I think even sparklers are technically illegal, but, uh, you know. Uh, the neighbors did, apparently, fire off fireworks uh, throughout the weekend, as uh, there was no official fireworks show, so... Um, what was enjoyable in Idaho is just about every block there is a fireworks stand. Fireworks are legal. You're not supposed to fire anything up in the air, but from about 9.30 on the 4th of July until 2 in the morning, there was a nonstop Disneyland quality uh, fireworks spectacular going on everywhere you looked in the sky. So it was pretty freaking cool. Um, it has been my go-to if I don't go to the Barbershop International Convention uh, where my course was supposed to defend our 2017 world championship. Yes, I am a world champion barbershop singer, uh, which, you know, that and uh, $5 to get you a Coke. So uh, <laughs> uh, we, the, my go-to is either go to mom so I can watch the festivities on the uh, webcast or uh, I actually go to the international convention. I usually go if it's closer than uh, further, or if I'm competing, if I'm actually singing. Next year it'll be in Cleveland, which is fun, because uh, for those of you that know that my brother-in-law is Mr. Cleveland himself, and uh, his family is there. So uh, yeah. Cleveland will definitely be happening. This year everything barbershop got canceled, so we went to Idaho, and I went fishing like a fiend. I fished... Eight out of ten days, I fished multiple times a day. Uh, it's one of my favorite things about Idaho is every single public park there just about has its own fully stocked fishing pond. Uh, there's, I don't know, five or six of those ponds within a mile radius of my parents' house. And the Boise River is a mile north of my parents' house. So uh, there was plenty of opportunity to fish. Um, I did have one fishing accident. I, I gave myself a hard way. I uh, busted my head open out on the water with my daughter, Autumn, my oldest. We're out in the float tubes, and we got the fly fishing rods going on. And this was her first experience out in uh, float tubes. So uh, mm -hmm. she was still trying to get the hang of, uh, you, you go out there and you got flippers on, so you're, you're, you're the boat power. So you're, you're kind of kicking your feet and the flipping the fins and going back and forth and she wasn't uh keeping up with me so we were just kind of going around in circles and so as i was kicking she kind of got left of me and the fly was off to my left hand side and i'm casting with my right hand and i went to pull it across and it smacked me right in the head and i'm in the middle of a lake bleeding my my head off and uh <laughs> my daughter's freaking out and i just so happened to have a towel with me in my bag so uh uh, I was able to handle that situation. Didn't even have to get out of the water. Meanwhile, uh, Miss Autumn was busy catching fish. So, 
Uh, we had a fun, uh, eventful vacation, got to eat lots of food. As my sister is a professionally trained chef, uh, she has a, a degree uh, in that manner. She used to work at uh, Universal Studios where she made the big Simpsons donuts along with all the other goodies and treats and Ooh, wonderful donuts. things they had around the park. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I'm talking about like the six inch diameter donuts, like, you know, the gimmick ones they'd put on the Simpsons where you go, nobody makes a donut that big. Okay, now That's... you're just making me hungry. <laughs> that, oh. Ethan is making you hungry too, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, yes. Yes, That the interrupting voices are resident NXT experts, Violet Ulebel. She is over here uh, chiming in before she got an introduction. How rude. How rude. But uh, she will be with us again making her NXT predictions as this is part two of our Great American Bash versus Fighter Fest prediction show. And uh, we decided, uh, since I was on vacation, it was a little hard. We didn't quite get around to the review show. So uh, this week, you guys will get a double episode. This will be the preview show. And later on uh, in the week, we will record our, uh, our, whatever, our review, the post, and uh, talk about Great American Bash. Yes, Great American Bash versus Fighter Fest. Uh, without getting into great detail, I will say I thoroughly enjoyed week one having pay-per-view quality wrestling on TV. What did you think about week one? Uh, I actually liked week one. Week one was very good. Uh, the, the One of the greatest moments was is that be able to sit there and watch both of them at the same time. And my son, uh, famous uh, referee in the Midwest, uh, Ethan Inglacius. Uh, go back and forth and uh, keep getting excited about each match. And it was just nothing but entertainment on both sides, both ends of the board. Yeah, overall, I thought it was good. It was a nice day of wrestling, and uh, I look forward to doing it again this week. And so uh, this week, I guess without further ado, we will start with the AEW Fighter Fest Part 2. Why don't you go ahead and uh, we'll do like we did last week, Charles. You go ahead and set up the matches and... Uh, we will go through and give our predictions for AEW. Okay. Well, like we said and stated the last time that we had the two shows, uh, we're not going to go into any particular order. Uh, so we will just name them as it goes. The first one I'm going to start with is the match that's been building up quite uh, quite recently between Lance Archer and Joey Janela. <laughs> yeah, see, that was fun. I, I enjoyed that. They used part of week one to set things up for week two. Uh, It's not, you know, that's one of the good things about TV. You know, they didn't book the whole card. So they, you know, they figure we got two hours. We're going to have to fill some time. So I like this. I enjoyed the segment um, because uh, as everyone should, Jake the Snake Roberts and uh, Lance Archer were just laughing at Jelly Nutella and... uh, not taking him seriously as at all, as no one should. Uh, I believe, I hope to God that Lance Archer is winning this match. Maybe we can do an injury <laughs> angle, and then we don't have to see Jelly for a while. That dude can go away. But, uh, yeah, as far as this match goes, I will be thoroughly entertained if he gets destroyed. He'll probably take some stupid bumps, and hopefully he uh, dies in the storyline, and then we don't have to worry about him anymore. What about you, Charles? What do you think? <laughs> Well, I'm going to let the uh, AEW expert, uh, the referee Ethan Iglesias, <laughs> go ahead and make this prediction because I, too, hope that Lance Archer uh, ends up winning. But, Mr. Inglesias, what do you think on this match? Who do you think is going to win? It's definitely going to be Lance. Definitely. Good, good call. call. Good call. Yes, good good call. call. Well, then we'll go to this next part. Uh, Nyla Rose will be in action, so we don't know who her opponent is, but I'm Pretty sure Nyla Rose is going to win that one, but we'll skip to the tag. Yeah, team you would match. you would like to think, uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, NXT also has an unadvertised women's right. match as well. It, now theirs is a debut, so someone making their debut on TV. You would hope that someone making their debut is going to win, but I will right. say I noticed this a few weeks ago. Uh, it was really cool, something they did on AEW that's not normal. Um, they had a woman wrestler. I'm my goodness. I can't remember her name. Chantel? I'm sorry. Yes, that's the one. And uh, she had made her debut a week or so before. And she had a, a fantastic showing, a really good match. 
So on this show, they had this episode, rather, they had like a bio video and they were putting her over. Right. And, and you know, everything that you would do when you think you're typically getting ready to, to have a, a debut and someone that you're going to be pushing. And so they're going to go over in a squash match. And then they had this very freakish, you know, weird looking uh, horror character come out as her opponent. And she beat the ever loving shit yeah. out of her and pinned her. Yep. And I was like, whoa, what is this crap? Where did that come from? That's new, and it caught my attention because right. they didn't do what you expected them to do. So Nyla Rose against unnamed opponent could be interesting. Yes, um, and you never know if they're going to pull another rabbit out of their hat. But I'd like to think that uh, since Nyla Rose is a former champion and they've been sort of trying to build her as a monster, that they're not going to just beat her again. So... Um, now you can move on to the next advertisement. No, you bring up a good point, though. Yeah. You bring up a good point. We should have covered that right before we skip to this tag team match. Now, the tag team match is eight on eight. Okay? You have Los Lucha Brothers versus The Butcher, The Blade, No Bunny. But then you got them versing FTR and The Young Bucks. So now, just to clarify, this is a four on four match. And an eight-man tag, not yes. an eight versus eight. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Oh, now this one is very interesting because they could do a lot with this. Uh, obviously, the, you know, fuck the rest is coming to uh, dominate AEW because they are the best tag team in the world. And you would like to think that this is a no-brainer. Bucks and uh, FTR are just going to pounce all over these other guys and beat them and it'll be fun and they'll keep showing this mutual respect while they don't necessarily like each other angle uh, but this also would be a very good opportunity to just have the FTR say fuck the Young Bucks and beat the ever-loving shit out of them and leave and let the Young Bucks take the fall um, so I'm a little torn on this here but I feel like what they're going to end up doing is run a little bit longer with this mutual respect thing. And I'm going FTR and the Young Bucks. Now, before I have uh, our resident uh, AEW ex expert talk about this one, I'm a little surprised that they're having this, um, I guess, kind of uh, love-hate kind of relationship right off the bat. I would have thought that they would have went off on a, uh, a feud right off, off the way. But we'll have to wait and see. I'm actually thinking what you were just saying, uh, that, you know, FTR is going to basically say, you know, FT the Young Bucks and basically just leave them to, you know, for dead against the other four. Yeah, I, I think that, that that's a possibility. I Part of my problem, realistically, is I feel like AEW is trying to be interesting and entertaining while also saving stuff for when they get back to a live crowd. Right. So I, but I don't, at this point, I don't know if that's hurting the ratings because now we've seen for a couple weeks in a row that uh, NXT has destroyed AEW in the ratings. Not like, you know, close, like a couple weeks ago, they tied last week, they destroyed <laughs> them. And you know, the last two weeks they've beat them by a couple hundred thousand. So it's, uh, NXT ratings are kind of holding strong. AEW, I'm not sure if people are losing interest or just, I don't know what it is. Maybe they saw Orange Cassidy in a ring with Chris Jericho and just said, fuck this, I quit, and <laughs> turned it off for good because they made the one serious big superstar wrestler they had into a joke wrestler. But uh, I'm hoping we see a little bit of a bounce back, and I hope that these rumors about AEW losing money and going out of business is just silly conjecture because they their ratings dropped a little bit. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for the dirt sheet explanation for <laughs> AEW. Yes, the fuck Dave Meltzer explanation. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, Mr. Inglacius, who do you think is going to win out of that? Um, I'm going to have to say Lucha Bros and Butcher and the Blade. Yeah, but there's they're on the separate teams, though, there, bud. So if you're a referee, you can't, like, go down the middle on this one. 
Well, I mean, they're a team. As he said, that the, that's who's going to win, the Butcher and the Blade and the Lucha Bros. It's good stuff. Nice. Uh, I screwed that up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, way to go, Dad. Hey, you know, I might as well just flub right away. You know, last time I had, you know, flubbed and I couldn't say words. So, yeah, we'll, we'll go on that. One point for the, the good guys, I guess, here. <laughs> well, at least we're split on some of these. So that's that's good. We, we can we can uh, decide who did better at the at the end of the week, me or the child. <laughs> oh, there's a match I'm going to leave for the end on here. So we're going to go to the next tag team match. And now this one's interesting. Because for the longest time, the Dark Order has been trying to find members and, you know, ah, yes. people over Order. and over, yes, to join the Dark Order. They even have a website that even fans can join the Dark Order. So, this is interesting. So, we're going to have SoCal Uncensored versus the Dark Order. But what's very interesting is Colt Boom Boom Cabana is in the corner with the Dark Order. Now, see, this is a tough one for me to pick because I have to say, of all the wrestlers that uh, have come into contact, that my family and such have come into contact with over the, you know, last 20 years being around or involved in the wrestling business, uh, the one person that my mom truly has a has a little bit of a crush on is Colt Cabana. So uh, it's hard for me to see him with creepy old... Uh, uh, what are they called? Dork order. But uh, you know what? Here's what I'm gonna say. I, uh, the dark order had a bad start. I think. Uh, I think when they when they debuted them, it was a misfire. Uh, and then I think the first couple months of it were also just kind of like, what is going on? They didn't have backstory. But you know what? I've enjoyed their vignettes for the last month or so, a couple of months, where they've been doing the, you know, the the cult leader recruitment videos and that kind of thing. And now that they have somebody who's interesting with a face as the leader, I, I'm I'm coming around on the Dark Order, and I like where they're at. Um, Basically, after day one, they've kind of been dropping the ball on SCU, and and they haven't done much with them, and they've kind of been glorified enhancement talent. Um, and so, but so, being an actual uh, uh, friend of Scorpio Sky, I'm really kind of hoping that that uh, maybe this will be their maybe their time to break it off. And uh, so Sky can go his own way, maybe you know, because Frankie is a is a hell of a a performer too. Um, this might be a good opportunity to to kind of have them go their own way and make them all singles acts because I, I just don't see them doing anything with SCU. Um, well, I'd like to say though, keep in mind if uh, those who have not watched Dark on Tuesdays on their YouTube channel, Scorpio Sky has recently been. Uh, having singles matches. Oh, yeah. Uh, he has yeah, a, new, yeah. a new song, but uh, just for those that keep in mind, uh, that is happening. Yeah, yeah, but if it's not on TV, it doesn't exist, so I don't care about the AEW dork. Like, get out of here with this dark show on YouTube nonsense. Oh, my goodness. What a dumb... <laughs> it does, uh... Well, the referee, it, it likes to disagree with you on that one. Okay, uh, let's, but let's hear so, this. So let, let me let me make my official prediction since <laughs> I haven't, I just waffled and didn't pick anybody. Uh, I'm going to go with Dark Order in this match. Okay. Well, I'm gonna excuse myself from this because the referee feels that he has some things to say about this from what you've said. So, who do you think is going to win on that match, Mister Inglesias? Feel like I feel like SCU might pull it off, but Colt after that will get mad. Something will happen, and he'll join Dark Order. But I feel like SCU will pull it off tonight. See, I could see that happening. I could see that maybe Colt is the one who takes the pinfall tonight, and uh, that could lead to either uh, an official joining of Colt Cabana in the Dark Order where he officially embraced them fully and maybe he becomes a uh, different type of character where he's not the happy-go-lucky guy and uh, right. he goes a little darker and then we can see some real serious stuff out of Colt Cabana because 
in all honesty, Colt Cabana is one of the most well-rounded and talented performers in the business. So yes. I think if he went a little more with a heel type character, a little darker, we could really get a nice run out of Colt Cabana. I think he's a lot higher level card talent than what he's been used throughout his career because he does do stuff that's just kind of silly and fun and uh, be, you know, people like to see him, but not necessarily that he's a big main eventer. And he has been around a long time, and he is getting up there in age. So if ever in, any, if anyone's ever going to get a top run out of Colt Cabana, now is the time. Right. So I, I like where your head's at, but I'm, I'm, yeah, so, but I'm still going with uh, Dark Order. Well, then now we got another because this seems like an all-around like tag team show. But this one is for the AEW World Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. It is the champions, Hangman Adam Page, Kenny Omega versus Private Party with Matt Hardy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Private Party, really? Yes. I thought the best friends. What happened? What yeah, am I missing? Yeah, we, best friends we'll, was we'll last talk week. About right? that That's on the, right. The, yeah, we'll talk about that on that review That's show. Right. The big best friends show. was last week. That's right. That happened. But salt that was the thing I, that uh, happened. The best of all the things that happened. Tom, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So okay. So yeah, it's private party this week. I oh, I think that's a no brainer since they've kind of dropped the Kenny Omega and uh, Adam Page having heat and, and not getting a long storyline at this point. I think that it's a no-brainer that they're they're up, they're going over, they're retaining the titles against Private Party. I don't think Private Party's quite ready to be the top dogs. And uh, I feel like FTR is going to have a title reign here very soon, so I'd hate to see the title change hands twice, you know, so quickly. So. Right. Uh, I think it'll be. I think the Young Bucks have an opportunity to become a bigger tag team if they're chasing FTR around, rather than uh, if neither of them are the tag team champs. So I'm going uh, Omega, and Mr. Jazz Hands himself, and uh, Cowboy Shit. <laughs> so, Mr. Iglesias, you're the ref. How are you going to call this one? I'm seeing a major upset here. Private Party is going to become the new AEW Tag Team Champions. Ooh, upset alert. Upset, yes, alert. upset I alert. wouldn't. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it as long as they have a major fallout and a serious brawl and somebody bleeds. And I mean, it'd be, it'd be nice if you're going to crown new champions to actually crown them and let them celebrate. But uh, yeah, if... Uh, if shit breaks down, then I'd be okay with that. We got a lot. We got a lot going on that we don't that we do not agree on. So we're gonna have a definitive winner here at the end of this when we look back on our review show. Now, speaking of definitive winner, this one has been very confident. Actually, these two have been very confident. They're gonna be a definite winner in the heavyweight championship of AEW. We'll be hearing from Taz and. The Machine, Brian Cage. They have a huge major announcement. They will be talking at some point uh, during Fighter Fest tonight. Uh, yes, what's your because opinion? then they they should be at Fight for the Fallen next week, right? Yes. Okay. Which uh, Fight I, for the I, Fallen I... has their match with uh, John Moxley? That I guess because of certain circumstances. Uh, they had well, to. You mean, you mean his wife has COVID? Like, yes, yes, yes. That's that's the reason why. <laughs> yeah, you kind of have to take a couple of weeks off when your wife has COVID. Like, yes, you know. Very true. To be fair, when your wife has COVID, you should probably quarantine. So, well, just just out of curiosity, <laughs> what, how do you feel? How this manager uh, talent athlete setup is working? How do you feel that that's working with Taz and uh, Brian Cage? I love what AEW is doing by using uh, established veteran talents because it's not just, you know, Taz. It's Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard 
and uh, Matt Hardy now is stepping up into kind of a mentor role on TV and Jake the Snake Roberts. And so they're using guys who are over, who are established. Uh, they found a guy that really fits well with Taz, I think. Brian Cage is very similar to Taz in the fact that he's aggressive. You know, he's going to get his shit in. <laughs> right. And, uh, but, you know, they're strong. They can throw guys around. They did a thing. I, I really like the pairing. I think it's great for Brian Cage to have a, you know, a mouthpiece. Um, Although he cuts a decent promo as well. Like, I, you know, when he's when Taz has put the mic in front of his face, he's done a pretty good job. So I, I like where they're at. I like what they're doing. Um, I think it's great to – I think using established talents as managers, so to speak, is a great way to get talents over and give them credibility right away. Right. And so I love managers. I've missed the shit out of managers as long as they've been gone. Um I think this is absolutely the way you get people over. You, you, right. you know, you put people with credibility next to them and, and you put them out there and you let the guy with credibility tell the fans how great they are. And then you let them prove it in the ring. And, and as long as they don't shit the bed and drop the ball with Brian Cage, I think it's going to be great. I, would, I'd, I think what I'd like to see where they're going is uh, some kind of dusty finish, if you will, where... Right. Uh, you know, Brian Cage doesn't lose necessarily right away to uh, Moxley, but right. maybe not necessarily his time to be the champion. So it'd be cool to draw this out for a couple matches, couple months. Um, I, I just I hate when they bring a guy in and he's on top against the top guy right away, where the, it's a no win situation. You know, if you beat him. You know, it hurts them because they're just barely brand new into the company. But then again, if you just destroy Cody with, you know, Lance Archer or whatever, then I don't need a rematch or what are you going to do? So, yeah, I hope they've got something in there in mind, something in the works for next week where it's not a, a clean finish and, and we don't have a title change. One of the neither of those things needs to happen. So. I, um, but I love it. I love what they're doing. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm a I'm a fan of uh, Brian Cage and uh, especially his lovely wife. She's a, a wonderfully lovely lady. So very nice well, woman. Speaking of very lovely and wonderful, we have what I think could be possibly doesn't matter what position in the card it is the main event. And I'm doing this to rattle Cole's cage oh, because. We go for the guy with no pulp, Mr. Orange Cassidy versus Chris oh, Jericho, the icon, Jesus the Omega, Christ. the evil. The inner why? Why? Why is this happening? Because. Why? Why is Orange Cassidy going to be in a wrestling ring with Chris Jericho? Why is this a thing? Like... Uh, I think you're going to be surprised. I think if you watch it, you're going to be very, well, very here's surprised. the thing. Here's the thing. I don't doubt that it's going to be entertaining, that it's going to be fun, that it's going to be a, a spectacle, and that when it's all said and done, people are going to be like, yeah, that was one of the better segments of the show. Like, I have no problem with that. But, like, I don't know. It, you're just, just to just dev value Chris Jericho to the point where like he's doing sideshow gimmick comedy matches now when you know the whole reason you brought him in was to make him your champion and give you credibility now not only has he not did he <laughs> has he not given the company credibility but you've taken away all of his credibility and I just ugh, whatever Jericho wins <laughs> Well, let's let's play devil advocate here. Wouldn't you think that a veteran that's been here as long as Jericho, wouldn't you think it would be better for him to be facing new talent to kind of boost their spirits, kind of like the old ways of doing oh, it? Oh, that's not the issue. That would be fine. If Jer when Jericho wrestling Scorpio Sky, great decision. Jericho wrestling, I don't know who. Uh, Jungle Hangman Boy, Page. great idea. Hangman, great idea. Yeah, establish these guys with Jericho. But here's the problem. When it's all said and done, real, what is the realistic ceiling for Orange Cassidy? He's never going to be your champion. He's not a main event guy with his gimmick. 
he might have some ability. He has wrestling ability. He's good. He can do all the stuff. Everything he does looks crisp and looks clean. But this comedy gimmick has a shelf life and is going to run its course and be done. And but like so putting him in there with Chris Jericho isn't doing anything for either of them. Right. Because unless Orange Cassidy is going to become a serious character with like, you know, person, a real personality and stuff like that. This match isn't doing anything for him because his match is going to be the same no matter what. He's going to do the silly stuff and it'll be funny and it'll be last for five minutes in the middle of the show and everyone will enjoy it and then he'll be gone and, you know, nobody's going to buy tickets to see him. They'll be happy they're seeing him while it happens and that's great, but, oh, I don't know, man. I don't get it. Well, let's just say the ref is going to give you a one, two, three warning here. So he'd like to speak. Uh, what do you want to say, Mr. Inglacius? All right. First of all, if you watched AEW Dark, you would know that Orange Cassidy last night, he was pretty serious in the match against a pretty big dude, and he took him out one, two, three. So I'm saying Orange might pull it off here tonight. Who who was said pretty big dude? I'd like to know who Orange Cassidy was ser- took it seriously against and, and wrestled uh, on that dark. Was that was a top independent talent. Um whose name shall we will re- will escape nope. us. <laughs> oh no, nope. I, I have to I had it. I have to look to, it up you, on here. You need me to uh, uh burn time while you Google that shit. <laughs> yes, burn time while I Twitter that. <laughs> oh, See, I, I'm not going to get mad at at Mr. Iglesias here because, you know, he is a child and therefore Orange Cassidy is exactly the kind of person and mind that would uh, that he is there for. So I'm glad that uh, he enjoys Orange well, Cassidy. He's a referee. So, I mean, <laughs> yes, you've been I, in the I, ring I, with I referees know, I before, know. So. Yes, I have. I have. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, I just... He, I'll give him a pass for liking Orange Cassidy because he's supposed to. But I'm a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> Who said I was and, supposed to like Orange Cassidy? <laughs> uh, well, he's a funny. He's a funny guy. He looks young. He's out there to make people laugh. Then, so yeah, you're supposed to like him. That that's the that's the way they're advertising him. We're supposed to like him, but uh, I like wrestling shit. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me Timothy Thatcher any fucking day. <laughs> and Walter. Oh, please make Timothy Thatcher wrestle Walter. I just, like, gave myself a little wrestling boner over here. Like, got all excited. Just mentioning the idea that Timothy Thatcher and Walter might share a ring together. If, oh. if Timothy Thatcher were getting to the ring with Walter, he'd probably lose. Uh, I agree. All right, have I have I filibustered enough for you to come up with a name for the? Don't keep filibustering because. Oh I'm... my goodness, we're moving on. That guy doesn't matter. <laughs> if nobody remembers his name, he's not important. <laughs> oh, so are we done? We done with this fighter fest nonsense? <laughs> no, we're gonna keep fighting this one. <laughs> oh my goodness, we're just gonna have dead air and. Uh... No, we're not gonna have dead air. Well, say so while we're here, uh, I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna officially introduce Miss Violet Eulabell, our resident NXT expert. Uh, Violet, what was your favorite part of vacation? Um, I have. I don't know. Everything. Everything. Good answer. That's real specific. Exactly what you want on an interview show. I did like 4th of July, though. You liked the 4th of July. What what did you like about 4th of July? I got to light fireworks. You did get to light fireworks, which is going to bring me to the best part of our fireworks show. Oh, no. Thank you for reminding me, daughter. Uh, Now I get to embarrass you on national airwaves. So my daughter did volunteer to help me light the fireworks. And so as she bent down to light one... As soon as she got the fuse lit, one spark, just one single solitary spark went flying right past her face. And uh, all the adults who were watching this, you know, 12-year-old child light fireworks went, whoa, and overreacted. And I think maybe slightly startled her. And she went running very quickly and then dead stop and went, am I a fire? <laughs> 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 and we all said, I think you'd know if you were on fire. 
Uh, but no, you're fine. <laughs> so and you're uh, forever gonna make fun of me. And we will forever and that's tell that what story. Is for that's exactly <laughs> why we are parents. So well, we just right. found it. We found oh, it. It's it about took a time. while, but we found it. The referee is very intelligent, and he found it. He is a six foot seven, about two hundred and forty eight, two hundred and fifty pound man. His name is Will Hobbs, and he faced. Orange Cassidy last night. Orange Cassidy gave him the old good power elbow real quick and nasty. Uh, it connected and one, got the one. Two, three. Exactly. Ding, the one, ding, two, ding. three. <sighs> now that's being said, we can move on. To Hold the on. Old... No, 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 no. no. Okay. No, we no, got no. we can't move on. Oh. So, okay. they let, so they let little five foot ten, 165 pound Orange Cassidy, who's a silly comedy gimmick. Beat clean in the middle of the ring, <laughs> a six foot five, two hundred and fifty pound grown man. <laughs> I think we've cut one of Cole's nerves here. Oh, <laughs> uh, and that's why I don't watch AEW Dark, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Speaking, oh. let's let's move that to the dark side of the, oh. of the corner here of the podcast, and let's go into the Great American Bash, shall we? All yeah. right. Okay. There are... The creation of Dusty Rhodes himself. Yes. The great yes. American bash. Yeah. God rest his soul, the icon, the Hall of Famer. Woo-hoo. Now, because there's two inner connections here, we're going to leave those matches to the end. Uh, first of all, we are going to start with this tag team match once again. It's very tan- tag team friendly here uh, on the Code I Radio Network and also in pro wrestling on Wednesday nights. Uh, we have... Drake Maverick with Brizongo versus Lorado Del Fantasma. Good job. Good job. I know I know those Spanish words are hard for you. Yeah, they're a little hard for me. <laughs> uh, I do have a little bit of blood, but uh, yes, you might want to uh, help help uh, help me uh, learn here today, right now. <laughs> do you know the name of the tag team, Violet? Um, not yet. Okay, see, our resident NXT expert doesn't even know the name of the tag team, the guys <laughs> with Phantasm. Uh, so I, I... I feel like I might know one of them, but why can't I think? It's okay. So, okay. So, Violet, do you think the uh, three luchadors are going to win, or do you think that Breezango and uh, Drake, Drake Maverick? Maverick come away with the win Rock in this match? Starts, bud. You gotta pick someone, Vi. Alrighty. Um, it might possibly be the Luchadors. See, the the way this works is you don't you don't get to say might possibly. You make bold predictions. Say I one hundred percent confident. <laughs> I know for a fact because I'm an expert <laughs> that Breezango and Drake Maverick are winning this match, or whoever your pick is. So, what is your pick? I'm one hundred percent going with. Drake Maverick and Brizango. There you go. That's an expert oh. prediction right there. Well, Mr. Referee, would you like to uh, rebuttal that? All right, all right. Phantasma is absolutely going to destroy Drake Maverick and Brizango. Right. I, I, I tend to agree with you. I think that's the way they're going. However, I would say this would be a good chance for them to get a quick one. I feel like in the end, this is like some kind of a quick roll-up. Drake Maverick gets the uh, inside cradle on uh, Iho de, de Fantasma, and uh, they have a rematch for the Cruiserweight title. So that's yeah. my official prediction. Yeah. So. Well, then we go to the next one, and that is Mercedes Martinez is actually going to be facing a mystery opponent because they do She's not advertise. She's making her debut. Yes. A mystery yes. opponent. How, yes. Are you excited about Mercedes Martinez, Violet? Kind of. Kind of. Cool. More with the waffling <laughs> answers. <laughs> well, then now be like, I'm very excited. She looks like a badass human being. <laughs> Ooh, it's gonna get heated. 
<laughs> well, uh, then the, now the thing I'm most excited about Mercedes Martinez is that my sister's going to get to kick her in the face at some time and stomp her skull into the mat and pin her one, two, three. Now she's a longtime veteran, though, of of wrestling. Correct. Correct. My okay. sister wrestled Mercedes Martinez probably back in like 2004 or five here on the right. West Coast when she was just starting out in the business. Uh, Mercedes being she pronouns pronouns we got to use our pronouns yes um and and it was a tournament she wrestled I think um Princess Suhei was in that tournament I mean this was probably a good 15 years ago um uh, for APW which famously got a little bit of uh play and uh popularity in the Beyond the Mat documentary with Roland uh what's his face Alexander there, the uh, world's most shady promoter live on television for the whole world to see. So, uh, yeah, it was it was uh, so, yeah, I've known I've known about Mercedes Martinez for a very long time. And uh, once she got her cardio and conditioning and, you know, serious when she took that very seriously, she's in great shape. Um, she's a badass and I'm looking forward to seeing her debut tonight. Yes. So speaking of a long time, and we want to forget you, it's a hard time to forget you. Uh, the fact that people have posted a picture, actually one resident of the brand uh, posted a picture, but then they're supposedly trying to change this a little bit. Maybe we're not, but <laughs> our match is for the NXT Championship or the NXT North American Championship. Oh, and that would yes, be... this is winner take all. Right. That would be Adam Cole, baby, Bay Bay. and bask in his glory, the man who about kicked your butt out of your brother-in-law, Mr. Keith Lee. Now, uh, we just got back, and my, uh, one of my littlest nieces there, um, you know, she she's just, you know, she's still learning how to speak. And uh, she likes to call him Beef Ali. Um, Beef so, Ali. Yes, Beef I Ali. like it. Yes, Beef Ali, <laughs> not Keith Lee. Uh, but I, I was happy when I got to Idaho at my parents' house and I went into the office. Our resident expert, Violet Ulebel, is a very talented artiste. And she had painted a nice portrait of Keith Lee that is hanging above my dad's desk in his office. Uh, because my dad likes big black men. So, um, Violet, who do you think is going to win and take all the gold and be the North American champion and NXT world champion? Well, I'm wow. going to go with Keith Lee. There we have it, Keith Lee. All of us will bask in his glory, uh, unless they did a reshoot. Uh, <laughs> uh, it could be Keith Lee, Lee unless the rest of the Undisputed Era interferes. I think there's no doubt that the rest of the Undisputed Era will interfere in this match, so it will be interesting to see. I'm going to roll with Violet here. Wink, wink. Not There's no spoilers or anything, but uh, <laughs> what do you think on your end over there? What do you guys think? Who's going to be the champion? I, I I'm I'm going to exclude myself because you know I already have picked the individual, um, Keithley. Um, but Mr. Inglesius, would you referee this match, please, and decide who do you think is going to get the one, two, three? Um, if they don't screw Keithley, no spoilers or anything. I'm still going to go with Keith Lee, but hopefully they don't screw him. Yeah, very well. I can't, I, I can't imagine that, that, well, I mean, it is WWE, so you never know. Since right. the spoiler did leak and that photo did leak, of course, that could have been an on-purpose thing where they lied about the spoiler getting out and they just want to mess with people and screw with everyone's heads. And uh, Adam Cole, baby, is, you know, going to come out on top. But uh, I think it's time for Adam Cole to be moving on as champion. 
I don't see any reason for him not to be on the main roster other than he doesn't necessarily want to be. Um, I know his contract's coming up, so I don't. I, there's not a lot of hope for me that Adam Cole would come out on top in this match. So now I gotta mention though, I hope they don't screw this up like I, we mentioned with your brother-in-law uh, Johnny versus Keith Lee, because you know you have big tall man and little tall boy, and to have one win over the other, you gotta be. Very careful on how you put that because they are verily two talented uh, athletes with very good value. And if you did it the wrong way, one loses. And I hopefully they they do a clean. But I'm I'm really thinking because of I, I mean he has the undisputed era and all that uh, minus uh, O'Reilly because he's at home. Um, you know this might be a good week for them to do something were to do an early referee ejection angle. I feel right. like we got that probably coming. Um, well, I, I, I feel like that's an, if, if the undisputed era comes out at the beginning of the match with Adam Cole, we're going to get that. They're going to get ejected early on in the match. And so that it stays a fair fight. Right. Um, if they don't come out with Adam Cole, then it'll be like every other undisputed era match where there's going to be a lot of interference at the end of this. And it's going to be three or four on one against Keith Lee. And it's going to be exciting and fun. But I still think at the end of the day uh, that Keith Lee is going to come out on top in this uh, event. Right. Well, speaking of events, we have the main events with this family on the other end of the <laughs> line. Right. Yes. We have two connections with these two next matches. And I'm going to start off with the one of Swerve and the one of Gargano tonight. Um, I would think we'd probably let our resident uh, NXT um, expert. Uh, well, you know what? This. I'm going to go ahead and let our referee go first on this okay, one before okay. we let get biased. Go first. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, like I said, it is either Swerve or Gargano. Hmm. Mr. Referee, how do you call this match? Hmm. Uh, I'm going to have to go with the swerve on this one. I'm challenging the ruling on the field. This referee is horrible. <laughs> you cannot go. challenge the referee's call. You better give him the one, the two, the, you know, he's going to get ejected. <laughs> you, Bell. Yes? Who is winning? My brother-in-law, Johnny Gargano, your uncle, Johnny Gargano, or Isaiah Swerve Scott? I'm going with Johnny Gargano. Uncle Johnny. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, we are solidly going with Johnny Gargano to beat mid-card Jay Brown. Isaiah Swerve Scott. Jay Brown Johnson. Jay Brown. Get out of here with that nonsense, Swerve. Yes. Okay. Well, speaking of Swerve, we're going <laughs> to swerve it at 180 and go to the female division. And this is the main event card once again for the show. We have Mia Yim versus Candice LeRae in a street fight. Street fight! Street fight. Way better than cat fight. <laughs> All right, Mr. Referee, I'm going to give you one more chance to redeem yourself. Who's oh. winning this match, Mr. Referee? You better be careful. Better call it down the middle. Who do you feel is going to win this match? Mia Yim or Candice LeRae? Well, first of all, I'm going to start off that this will be a tiebreaker for the soda. Okay. This one, ah, <laughs> since we didn't have a definitive winner last week, this one is a one-on-one -on -one match, so that's fair. If you guys pick differently, then we can make this the new official soda bet for this event. <laughs> so am I to assume you're going with me, A.M.? Absolutely. Oh, oh, goodness. Wow. I beg to differ. I'll go I with beg to differ. You're going with Candice LeRae. Why do you think Candice LeRae is going to win this match, Violet? Hmm. 
her brain is broken, I think. She's lost in thought. She's thinking really hard about what the qualities are that Candice LeRae has to make her beat Mia Yim. And your answer, Violet, why is Candice LeRae going to beat Mia Yim? I have a feeling that it's going to be because um, it's... Keep talking. Use your words. Any weapons are available in a street fight. Correct. So with the access of weapons, it's probably going to beat Mia. Ah, I would say, yeah, there's weapons and no disqualifications. I feel exactly. like I feel like uh, Los Garganos are... Uh, Los Garganos. Yes, Los Garganos Los are going mm -hmm. to stop at nothing mm -hmm. to make sure that they come out victorious on the night and they get to celebrate hand in hand. Uh, I feel like Mia Yim's got a, a, a little bit of an ass kicking coming her way. Uh, you know, last yep. week, I, last week I uh, went against my sister and I picked Miss Tegan Knox because I knew that that dirty cheater, dirty rotten cheater, Mia Yim would uh, make sure to go out of her way to screw Candice LeRae over in that four-way and make sure she did not get the title match that she rightfully deserves. And therefore, this week, Mia Yim's not going to have anyone else to help her out. It's not going to be three against one. It's just going to be her one-on-one -on -one with the best woman's wrestler on the planet today, mm -hmm. Candice LeRae. And she is going to destroy her and stomp a hole in the back of her skull. And one, two, three, four, five count pin on Mia Yim. That's a five. <laughs> That's not official by the ref right now. Well, now see, <laughs> for those of us that are older than 12, we understand that back in the day there was this wrestler. His name was King Kong Bundy. And he used to pin guys and make the referees count to five yes. and because he was so big and so dominant. And uh, that's what led up to the main event at WrestleMania 2 was yes. uh, King Kong Bundy beating people up, breaking the Hulkster's ribs, all those wonderful things. So I, I, I say we get a five count pin tonight because she's going to knock her out cold, destroy well, her. The best woman's wrestler on the planet, Candice LeRae. Well, them. I would like to agree with you. But I cannot take away what the ref said, so we're going to either have Los Garganos or Los Losers compared to what the, the ref said. So uh, we're getting close to uh, ending in the time here. Uh, let's get our final thoughts. <sighs> Any final thoughts, Violet? About Possible Kansas is going to win, and you're going to owe me that soda. Oh, trash talk. <laughs> the final word from Love Violet it. is trash talk. <laughs> Love it. Promo final school. Thought. Promo. <laughs> final thoughts final for thoughts. Ethan, the referee, Iglesias. Let me grab this prop microphone for a second. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, dear. <laughs> all right, first of all, Mia Yim is definitely going to win that match. Swerve Scott, we're going to have a babyface victory on that one. Oh, and goodness. I'm just saying, most losers aren't going to have a good day today. Oh, man. Did he just call my family losers? That is fantastic. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, final thoughts for you, DJ Barbecue. Uh, my final thoughts is, is I'm going to go grab my trusty Bible and I'm going to pray for my son. I will make <laughs> funeral arrangements for him as well. Oh, uh, <laughs> Because yeah, I think this better... might be a casket match if he yeah. keeps talking. <laughs> he better hope that Dinsmore doesn't fly me out there to wrestle anytime soon. Cause... Right? <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, that is pretty, pretty close at it here. Uh, well, I'd like to thank Mr. Ethan Inglacius of being on the show because you, you are referee for Midwest All Pro Wrestling. He will be returning to the ring to referee July 25th in Hardwick, Minnesota. Sweet. Will there be a webcast of this show? There should be a webcast, possibly. Uh, I did talk to Mr. Dinsmore, and he is working on that. Uh, but he has not uh, confirmed anything yet with me because he still has a show coming this Friday at Biggs Bar in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, uh, I, well, people call, know him as Kazarni, but Simbodi will be there. Yes, sir. Uh, and also the tag teams of the Outrunners... Uh, they're from Louisville, Kentucky, uh, and then they'll be debuting for Midwest All-Pro Wrestling there uh, this Friday at Biggs Bar. 
good times. Always oh, that we we that. got the we got the independent plug. We got some debuts. We got all kinds of good stuff coming tonight. But also, I have to plug this though. The Kodai Radio Network will be doing the audio and other things at that July 25th show in Hardwick, Minnesota. So we are debuting there, not for the first time, but for the second time uh, in Hardwick, Minnesota. Oh, how are you a radio host and you don't know what debut means? We're going to be debuting for the second time, so returning. It's been a year. It's been a year. It's been a year. So I figure they probably don't remember us. Oh, uh, a read the butt. Read the butt. Read the butt. Read the butt. Oh, all right. So my final thoughts is I'm just happy to be excited about watching wrestling on a weekly basis again. Uh, there are no losers in the TV wars of NXT, AEW. Uh, anything's better than Raw and SmackDown, except for Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. But that's another day for another story. Uh, <laughs> so with all that, that is our final predictions for the Great American Bash and Fighter Fest 2020 edition. Uh, and I'd like to say thank you to Violet Eulabelle for being here with me not that she had a choice because she lives here uh thank you to Plus you're my Iglesias. father <laughs> and you order me around i ordered you to be on here mike this girl jumped out of her bed and like did a nip up and sprinted down the hallway yeah i'm ready to go and then she bothered me non-stop last week has he posted it yet has he posted it yet has he posted it yet has he posted it yet, he posted it yet? and so yeah she's like more than happy to be on the show you're welcome is what I should be saying, Violet. <laughs> but uh, what can I say except you're, you're welcome. welcome. All right. There you so, go. <laughs> with that, thank you for being with us, listeners. Uh, we hope you enjoy the show. If you have any suggestions, comments, go to our stuff on YouTube and TikTok and wherever else. Charles can help you with Twitter, all those Instagram, places. Instagram, Facebook, you know, yeah. yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Yeah, go to all those things. We have a wonderful page where you can click and it has all the links to all our social media. How about you give that link there, Mr. DJ Barbecue? Well, you could find us on Twitter, which is the Coda iRadio Network, but with only WK after net. Uh, and then you can find us on Facebook uh, at Pro Wrestling Uncut or Pro or Uncut Live Show. Uh, just put that in the search bar and you'll find that. Um, you also can find us on YouTube, which is the Coda iRadio Network podcast. Uh, we have videos there, interviews there. We will have some other videos uh, coming up that I'm producing and putting together to put on there as well. Uh, and you can find us on Instagram with the same ones, the Uncut Live Show with the Coda iRadio Network, but all lowercase and just a WK after net. Um, and then you can go to our merch store. Uh, speaking of merch store... Uh, we have our world-famous uh, Mr. Cole Dawson, the icon, the podcast man in the sky. Cole Dawson's shirt uh, is on sale at bonfire.com backslash store backslash Dakota iRadio Network. All spelled out. Go there. Support us. We are independent because we appreciate you. Anyway, Cole, take us out. With that said, please go and like us. Please share. Please uh, retweet all those good things. Let's get a good thing going. Let's get a, get the listenership up. We're very happy that uh, the podcast is growing and things are getting out there. Um, I'd just like to say one last, uh, one last time, uh, we had a wonderful vacation this last week. The reflection, uh, you know, now that my family is spread out all over the country, my siblings, my parents, uh, those times when we do get together are just a little more special. So especially with everything that's going on in the world, uh, make time for your family, make time for your friends, give them a call, go fishing, go, you know, just get out and do stuff. Leave, you know, spend some time with your family and appreciate that time that you have. Uh, we really appreciate you guys giving us an hour or two hours of your time on a weekly basis. Uh, so keep listening. We'll keep, uh, trying to have some fun and, uh, 
I feel like we need to do another fantasy wrestling episode coming up here real soon. Uh, we'll, we'll get we'll get that in the works, and uh, we'll have a little more information yet for you in the coming weeks. So, I am Cole Dawson. I am your host, the brother of Candice LeRae, hence brother-in-law of Johnny Gargano. Saying, have a good night. Mwah. It's brought to you by Payback.rocks. Rock radio the way rock radio should be. Go to KBackRadio.com and listen today. Jekyll and Hyde Barbecue, our brothers from another mother, they make barbecue so good, mm-hmm, it'll put a smile on your face. Remedy Brewing Company, it's the remedy for what ails you. And Midwest All Pro Wrestling, go to MidwestAllProWrestling.com and get tickets and feel the excitement.